my name is Dr. Peggy Gunter of the American Society for Parenteral and Enteral Nutrition. Our Aspen podcast guest today is Dr. Christina J. Valentine. Dr. Valentine is a neonatologist and professor in the Department of Pediatrics and Neonatology at the Banner University Medical Center, University of Arizona in Tucson, Arizona. She is also the Chief Medical Officer at Reckitt Mead Johnson Nutrition in Evansville, Indiana. This podcast has been supported by Reckitt Mead Johnson as part of their champion level sponsorship for the 2022 Aspen Malnutrition Awareness Week. Today, we will be discussing your research, Dr. Valentine, on DHA supplementation of lactating mothers of preterm infants. Just for background and in looking at the scope of this issue, how many preterm infants are born in the U.S. each year? Well, thank you, Peggy, so much for this opportunity. It's really striking. In our United States of America, in 2020, the CDC reported one out of every 10 infants was born preterm. That's a 10% of our population. And it's even more so concerning for women of color. In the African-American group, it's 14% preterm birth. And in the Hispanic group, it's 9.8%. So there's a disparity and there are significant gaps when you look at dietary intakes of those mothers during pregnancy and lactation, which was my main interest. And as a neonatologist and dietitian, I truly began to recognize that the moms of the babies I was caring for were really missing some key nutrients in their diet. Thank you. Can you tell us the premise behind your 2022 study published in the Journal of Nutrition and how it related to your 2019 study in the Journal of Pediatric Gastroenterology and Nutrition? Yes. As a neonatologist, once the babies are born, I notice that despite our best efforts of having a lactation consultant help us and the moms just really pumping, doing their best, we have the moms start pumping within an hour after delivery. Mother's own milk for their baby is so important for their immune health. And, you know, I had done a trial in a animal model previous to that because it was very clear that docosaxanoic acid or DHA has a wide range of recommendations for pregnancy and lactation, unlike our cardiovascular colleagues. So when you looked at mom's diet, when we were looking at mom's lactation success, we were like, wow, you know, preterm birth is unchecked inflammation. So doesn't it really become obvious that maybe mom's mammary gland is inflamed just like her body was to have that early preterm birth? So our animal model looked at giving a more adequate DHA, in my opinion, more like the cardiovascular recommendations of 1,000 milligrams and looking at it compared to the 200 milligrams that's currently in the majority of prenatal vitamins. And what our 2022 study focused on was the breast health of those mothers. We looked at the mammary epithelial cell of the moms who were randomized to have 1,000 milligrams in this blinded randomized trial. They had all delivered babies less than 28 weeks. And we looked at the inflammatory pathways expressed 
compared to the 200 milligram group. It was absolutely so similar to our animal model in that the cells and the inflammasome expressed was significantly improved in areas of lactogenesis, in areas that are beneficial to those little babies in butyrate production, and in the actual protein calorie utilization of the breast itself in the 1,000 milligram group. In comparison, our original trial, we randomized the moms to have 1,000 milligrams to 200 milligrams to look at the outcomes on the preterm babies. And under standard fortification practices in both groups, the preterm babies, less than 28 weeks, that got the breast milk of the 1,000 milligram group also had very different cytokine expression in their blood and different lean body mass growth. So it really became very evident that dietary DHA in these moms are nowhere near the recommendations. It's about 23 milligrams these moms ingested when we analyzed their diet. So really from a dietary source, if we could get them to eat salmon or the egg yolks of hens that had some DHA, that's about it. Our moms in the Midwest, this study was primarily at the University of Cincinnati. And we found that these moms will not eat those food sources. So we had to rely on algal capsules, 200 milligrams for the control group. And then the moms in the intervention group took five of the 200 milligram algal capsules. Now, what was striking is that we found also more recently in pregnancy, similar results. So this 1,000 milligrams seems to be a very important concentration to get in your mom's diet postnatally to improve the human milk composition of DHA, to improve the inflammatory outcomes of your preterm babies, and really set the stage for better growth. Great, great. So you talked about these supplements and how in this experimental model, you gave them these algal capsules. Is there any other supplement or any kind of drink on the market? Or is there any kind of other way that in a non-experimental model that mothers could get these supplements besides salmon and egg yolks? No, it's, it's, it's a great question. And in fact, we have started a dietary campaign with our moms, both prenatally and postnatally. There are ways that moms may or may not eat wild-caught salmon, but they might eat cod fish, for instance, or they might eat mackerel. So there's some savvy ways uh, as a dietitian helping can really interpret the mom's preferences and get some dietary sources in. Now, manufacturers have caught on to the fact that moms may not eat fish sources of docosahexaenoic acid or DHA. So you will find some functional foods, uh, foods that have been fortified. So I have encouraged folks to look on the label and any concerns to shoot me a picture of the label so we can interpret it. What is a little concerning is that when you look at supplements in the industry, there are wide varieties of DHA composition. So you have to really team up with your clinician or look at the label because some of the fish oil supplements, for instance, 
only have 23 milligrams of DHA. So you really need a more robust concentration of DHA. Make sure the prenatal, I always recommend to my moms, I think it's a misnomer. It says prenatal, right? It should say perinatal that these moms should continue their prenatal supplement at least for a year while they're lactating and make sure at least it has 200 milligrams. See if they can get a few other sources from their diet and then they will need an additional supplement. Now, what we found out in Ohio where I completed the trial was that there was a national drug code for supplemental DHA that we were able to start to get these moms on a more appropriate concentration of DHA and really impact their immune health in that way. We tended to use the algal source. It was very well tolerated. We had no adverse events in our trials. And in our most recently pregnancy trial that reduced the probability of preterm birth with a thousand milligrams, we found no adverse events. So the algal source seems to be very well tolerated. They don't have the same fish aftertaste, burps, et cetera. And it really brings those moms back into balance. So just as a reminder to folks that are listening, this is not a high dose, okay? Historically, as women, we used to eat a one-to-one relationship of omega-6 fatty acids to omega-3. And what we're finding in our dietary analysis of the 1,100 moms we just recently finished, as well as the trial we're talking about now, there's a 50 to one relationship. So we're just trying to bring those moms back into a better ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 so they can resolve inflammation, improve their mammary gland health, and improve their infant's intake of this great DHA for brain, body, and development. Great, great. This is sort of a two-part question. Would this be of benefit to any infants or just, you think, preterm infants? Well, it's a great question. What is very clear is that any preterm infant is going to miss that last trimester of a tremendous amount of DHA intake. And that DHA intake can only be replaced if you do it through mom's diet so that the milk composition has more DHA and you make sure if they are supplementing with a formula that you have the best DHA concentration because or else they're just not going to get it. Uh, A lot of our IV sources that we use for nutrition support in the preterm, they may or may not have the fish oil source or the DHA concentration that's needed. So it really becomes imperative that I always say the first step in human milk fortification strategies for preterm babies is maternal diet and DHA. Now, the term infant also could benefit because we're finding in investigators that look at the first thousand days of life. The American Academy of Pediatrics put out a beautiful paper a few years ago that adopted this policy that was initially launched by the World Health Organization and our global colleagues. And that is the importance of from conception to two years of age is considered a thousand days of life. In that period, so even if you're born term, you still have that term out to two years, it's really clear that not only DHA is very important for the brain accretion, the retina, the baby's development, both in cognition, but mood and behavior as well. 
iron concentrations, choline, a lot of important vitamin A components. So there's a lot of important nutrition, even that the full-term baby will benefit from. If that mom is having difficulty with lactation, make sure she's on a thousand milligrams of DHA, make sure she has that lactation support so that that baby gets the more adequate DHA, even for the term infant. Great. Can you address if there's really, is there any downside to this DHA supplementation for the lactating mother? Probably the result that we're just trying to bring these moms into balance, we have not seen any adverse events or problems with the thousand milligrams per day. And just make sure folks look on labels and make sure if you can get the algal source because you won't have the other fish components that may, you know, lead moms to have some gastrointestinal issues, but there didn't seem to be any downside. One thing that folks have often asked is keeping in mind their ratio. It's important to keep the ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 appropriate in an infant so that they grow well. For instance, many years ago, people knew DHA was important and they started fish oil in preterm infants, but they didn't grow very well. The reason was they were offsetting the arachidonic acid that you get from omega-6 fatty acids. Now, the difference with supplementing the moms versus the baby is, and this particular occurrence is that mom's milk we find is high in arachidonic acid. So just giving DHA is really important for moms. Whereas if you're a caretaker, you aren't breastfeeding, you don't have the ability to lactate and you want to make sure the baby's getting enough DHA, then you need to make sure you get a supplement that has both DHA and ARA. Okay. How can this, so for the average nutrition clinician, how can this research be translated into practice today to improve the nutrition of those lactating mothers and preterm infants? Or is it too soon for this research to be implemented into everyday practice? Well, this is our third trial. We are consistently finding the same results. And that is, if you take a more adequate DHA, a 1,000 milligrams versus the 200 milligrams in the breast, in the mom's blood, and in the baby's blood, there was a more beneficial ratio of cytokine expression of the milk, the mom's epithelial cells, the baby, and the mom's own blood itself. So it is very clear that Without that extra DHA, they're going to be susceptible to some of this inflammatory pathway expression. So I believe that clinicians can take this and make it very tangible for their clients, for their patients, for their even their own family in looking at the dietary intake, making sure that they're getting enough DHA, and if they're not, getting a supplement that is safe and that has the right concentration is truly an opportunity to impact the immune health of both the mom and the baby. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about this issue? I would just add that we just completed our 
pregnancy trial with the same 1,000 milligrams versus 200 milligrams and found that it reduced the probability of preterm birth. So if you look at taking this into your patients earlier in pregnancy, that is also very important and it was very safe. Moving forward, what we're going to examine in this dose of 1,000 milligrams, we counsel all our moms postnatally on this in the NICU as well as perinatal consults. We're going to look at lactation success. So we know the inflammatory pathways were improved in lactogenesis. What we haven't measured is milk volume. And so look for the next steps and improving lactogenesis, which would be just great because we know that mother's own milk is the best for her little baby and, and really impacting the outcomes in the NICU. Okay, thank you so much, Dr. Valentine, for this important information on DHA supplementation of lactating mothers. Our thanks to Reckett Mee Johnson for support of this podcast. Thanks again. Thank you so much for this opportunity.